Danny Swansea have the ball, Gallagher lifts it in, it's in, it's there, they've scored! Wow! And it's enough, Swansea City have done it and look at the reaction, they are in the playoffs! Right, it's been a brilliant two days. Best two days you've had in a long time, I can imagine. Uh, football I can't wise. remember the last time I had two good days, I have to say, mate. It's been a bloody awful year so far. But the Swans have won. It was a, a cracking, cracking result the other night. Mate, it was unbelievable. I think the thing about it, which no one really thought, was that you were going to get the swing that way. I mean, no one thought that uh, Forrest was going to get done for one by Stoke. <laughs> and then, <laughs> obviously, you doing it the, the reverse way around to Reading, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, mate. Um... <laughs> well, we're live on Zoom. I'm joined by uh, Lyle the Perth Gunner, Stuart, all the way in Birmingham. Hello, hello, hello. Birmingham. How are we all? Yeah, How good mate. Is Friday the city... night over here. Friday, Friday night, is it? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the is the city still uh, standing after West Brom's promotion? <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you know what's funny? They're the, they're not even the big. They're like the third biggest club up up in this neck of the woods. So you've got um, obviously uh, Villa, who's number one. You then got Blues, um, and then obviously West Brom, which is a bit further out. But then obviously you got Wolves as well. So they're sort of a bit of a bit of a weird one in it because like, yeah. they've got a very low very local following but they've actually been quite quite successful over the years so um <laughs> yeah i mean despite the fact that they've been trying to bottle it for the last month or so they've managed to squeak squeak through to, to get up into the premier league so well done to the baggies <laughs> oh mate um gosh I, I don't know where to start can we, can we just look at the permutations that swansea needed to finish in the top six <laughs> yeah I know, so, to secure a playoff spot the Swans needed to win at Reading, away at Reading. Hope that Cardiff needed to lose at home to bottom side Hull City or Nottingham Forest to lose at home to Stoke City with a five-goal turnaround. Now, Cardiff just needed a point at home to secure the playoff spot and they did that winning 3-0. But the final scores, if you've been living under the rock or don't follow me on Instagram... Nottingham Forest won, Stoke City four, Reading won, Swansea City four. What the hell happened? <laughs> I, I think that's what you say. That's the, the magic of the championship, really, isn't it? I think it's one of them leagues where you, you get all them sort of results. You know what I mean? You can't predict it, can you? Right. Unbelievable, mate. Um, quick recap of the Swans game. So uh, we got off to a great start. Rian Brewster, Thunderbolt strike, 30, 40 yards out. Mate, that was a belter. That is an absolute... I mean, I'm not being funny. That's still travelling, mate. That ball is still travelling. It's probably on its way down to the uh, down to the sea. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's, he, he's hit that into next week, mate. I'm not being funny. That was just an absolute belter of a hit. Bruce, okay, bear in mind, we signed him back in January. We've had yeah. the lockdown in between. And he scored 10 goals in 20 games, mate. That's a great return for a rookie in his first season. Do, do, do you know what? Do you want to hear a funny story about this, right? So yeah. I need to... Back, I need to fact check this, so I need to validate it. But I am ninety percent sure I watched Bruce to play earlier on the season when we played Liverpool up in October in the League Cup. Really? So yeah, he only played twice for Liverpool this season, which no, three times. Sorry, twice in the EFL Cup and then once in the um, in the FA Cup. So I'm I'm almost certain he played in that game. 
But um, the problem was again, um, you know, I, I have very vague recollections oh, of that that's game. Right, but, you were uh, there, weren't you, Anfield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wow. um, he's he's meant to. So all the all the scousers I've talked to, um, they say he's meant to be an absolute talent. This kid, and I think you've seen that in it. I mean, he's yeah. what. 20 appearances 10 goals I mean the last that's time you had someone mate. the last time you had someone doing that at 20 years of age I mean at Swans I mean you, you take that every day of the week wouldn't you <laughs> Honestly, when you look at it mate um, you know let's remember they're in the playoff but they have been average the whole season Swansea and so for a kid to come in he's not really getting much service at Swans so <laughs> most of the goals as you saw during midweek he's scoring on his own you know, he's taking shots on his own. He's taking plays on his own. And to score 10 goals as a rookie, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it is. It, it is. And I'm, I'm right. I did watch Brewster. So I, I seen him earlier on this year when I was at Anfield watching wow. the Arsenal in the in the League Cup. And um, he's not a bad player, actually. Um, you know, I remember watching him. He's got a lot of pace about him. He's got mm. the sort of the, what I say, the whole kit and caboodle. He's got the tricks. You know, he's got a goal. <laughs> he's got the goal in him. Do you know what I mean? He's got a pass in him. And um, I, I think what's actually nice, and I know this sounds a little bit silly, but a lot of the kids who've dropped down from the, the Premier League sides, um, who sort of come through the academy, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, have actually struggled in the championship over mm. the last few years. It's not been as plain sailing as you know. Yes, they've got the quality; they go down at the championship and absolutely own it. Whereas I think obviously Brewster's shown he's got the he's got the, the toughness to tough it out in the championship, and obviously his technical qualities are are shining through. Like you seen obviously the other day. I mean that goal was just. That was a different class, wasn't it? It's I like think Steve Gerrard. Yeah, like I think with with Brewster, um, he's not a big player of stature, but like he's really good uh, back to goal, and he's just he's, he's quite strong actually. So he's like quick as well, very quick. He's he's, he's like he's like um, he's got that. It's almost like Sergio Aguero kind of mm. strength. Do you know what I mean? He's like he's not tall, but he, he can hold his own, and then he's quick off that sort of first five to ten yards. Yeah, mate. And I think a big um, mentor he's had this year is uh, Andre Ayew. Um, he's been Ayu? immense for us. Ayu? <laughs> he's Ayu? been immense, mate. <laughs> like, yes, he's on like fucking 70, 80 grand a week in the championship and killing us. He's killing the bloody uh, bank. But I think he's been a good gamble for us this year. Um, brilliant player. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got a pedigree. I mean, he's he's he's, he's what he's played a lot of times for Ghana, uh, gone World Cups, all that kind of stuff. I mean. You know, he's he's got a, a relatively good record as well in terms of in England. He was in France before that. So I think he, he came uh, to England from, from, I think it was Marseille. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think it was Swans originally. Then he went to West Ham. Then he came back, yeah. if, if that makes sense. And um, obviously, I mean, he's one of the few he's probably stuck about for you guys, isn't it? I mean, when you look at your, your current squad, I'm, I'm almost inclined <laughs> to say that. It, apart from maybe like you know Wayne Routledge, who we'll get onto later, and, and Nathan Dyer, I think most of them have sort of disappeared, haven't they? Since the, <laughs> uh, or Carl Norton, Carl, I think Carl Norton's still there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, Carl's done all right but, with us. But, but you know, what I mean, a lot of the Premier League boys have, have long gone. Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, well, the rat fled the sinking ship, didn't they? So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, back to the game. So um, Redden uh, went down a ten man, and then you, you, just, you just think you <laughs> think to yourself. Everything's going right here. Everything's well, what was your thoughts on that red card, by the way? The, the, the red card. It, I thought it was as well because <laughs> you see the Swans. The Swansea player is sort of 
spit at him, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I'm not so. And then obviously the Reading players sort of reacted. He's got his head in there. He shoved him. But um, <laughs> I mean, you take you, you take it, don't you? But I think um, I think uh, I can't remember who that was for Swansea. But uh, Van der Horn. That? So he's he's built yeah. like a brick shit house, but he went flying down, didn't he? Yeah, he, 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 had, he, 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 he sort of he lured out the the fishing line, if you yeah. know what I mean. And um, and then the, the Reading lads just taking it and flattened him, and then the referees just just sent him off. Do you know uh. what I mean? So. Uh, so after that, you, you think, you know, it's our day here. And then three minutes later, literally three minutes later, Redding go down the other end and get a penalty and score. Like, it's just like, yeah. what's going on here? But that, that's a silly penalty to give away, to yeah, be fair. I mean, like, I don't see what the defender's doing. He's diving in. He's got nowhere near the ball. And you think to yourself, like, it's just unnecessary, isn't it, when you're down to 10 men? Um, yeah. So when you're, when, you're, when you're playing a team who's down to 10 men? Yeah, I mean, goals. So, yeah, so it, it came to the second half. So the second half was very frustrating for us. And you just feel like, okay, you hear from the other scores, you hear Cardiff has scored two goals. You think, okay, that result's gone now. We can't catch them. So it, all eyes go to Forrest. Stoke do us a favour. They'll win the lap at one point, And then Forrest equalise in the 70th minute, I think. And then with 25 minutes to go, it's Swansea won, Reading won, Forrest won. Uh, Stoke one, and you just think, okay, it's, it's over now. We need to score three or four goals and just hope that Stoke pulls them back. And then, honestly, mate, it came down to the last 10 minutes. Swansea needed three goals. And crazy, wasn't it? Because obviously, uh, I was obviously being in England, I was, I was, I was tracking all the scores live, if you know what I mean. So, um, I had, um, I was I was watching it through Sky, um, yeah. you know, Sky Sky Sports is in the the sports, you know, the um, the sports desk they do. Yeah. So seeing all the schools come in from around the grounds and those sort of things, and it was one of them where it was like, when it was one one, I was like, this is gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think gone. Swansea's got a chance. Forest, to be fair, I mean, the one thing I, I know we're getting away from the Swansea game, but the one thing we need to talk about is Forest form. I mean, let's have it right. Since <laughs> lockdown, it's been atrocious. Um, <laughs> last five games, three losses, two draws. Do you know what I mean? So they've yeah. been in absolute free fall. So, I mean, they've they got nothing going into it, but you think, I mean, geez, all they needed was a, was a point. Do you know what I'm saying? So they should be able to get that at home. But, um, but yeah, unbelievable. The last thirty—I think the last thirty minutes across all the grounds just absolutely unbelievable. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Back to the Swans. Like Routledge scored this amazing goal. It was two-one. Good goal, there. Like, Good goal. Like we're going to win the game here, but it's not going to be enough to to get us up. And then um, it's just the goals keep rolling in, and then Stoke just kept scoring. And it was just brilliant. And it came down to like the last, uh, bef- I think, just a minute before um, injury time, and then. The big goal came. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean that's the the third goal for Swansea. Yeah, that um, was a crack. Yeah, Is that the third goal. What a cracking left foot volley! That yeah. was an absolute belter of a left foot volley. Do you know what I mean? That was just a rocket. So that, that was from Liam Cullen, right? So as a as a graduate, first goal, first senior goal for the Swans. So like, what a game to score it! And like, fair play to the lad. Like, he could have gone running around, you know, celebrating, but he got the ball yeah. ran straight to the halfway line because we know we needed to score another one. And then, yeah, you know, we I, I, what um. I think what Steve Cooper did really well was he didn't tell the players at all until the the last water break, which was like the 60th minute, I think it was, what the score was. And the heat, so basically yeah. the, the players knew they had to score heaps of goals because it was just running out of time. And um, yeah, when, I, when I, I kept the Stoke City game on my other 
laptop screen and when I see the the scores coming in, I was like, Oh my god, what's happening here? What is happening here? Unbelievable. The last goal like from Wayne Routledge, it was a touch offside. <laughs> Yeah, but... I mean, to, to be fair though, a bit of credit for the ball in the box was brilliant. Oh. Like, the lads, the lads just dink the ball into the box, and I mean, I'm not being funny. I mean, you can get an eight-year-old to put that one away. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm sure Wayne Routledge uh, is known for his uh, heading prowess in the box. <laughs> oh, but I'm not being funny though. That was on a plate, wasn't it? I mean, he oh, lit the lad, the lad, your lad out there on the right hand side has literally just yeah. dinked that one in for him and like you're just looking at it and all you got to do is just nod it in you know what I mean any touch on that and it's a goal but honestly mate that is the type of ball the type of series that I need for the trials right now because <laughs> it was just on a plate Dude. on a sixpence on oh. a sixpence as they say it was on a sixpence do you know but, what I mean but <laughs> mate that goal was like in and then um, literally the same minute I look at the the VD printer and then Stoke City have scored their fourth goal and by that time it was all over it was an it was an own goal, oh, wasn't it? it was a, so goal. the lot. I mean, let, let's be honest with you. I mean, Forest can't defend set pieces for the life of them. I mean, their defending <laughs> was comical. I mean, having watched the highlights back of that game, like at the end of the night, I mean, that was ridiculous. I mean, you look at that and you think to yourself. I mean, I think Stoke. I mean, I mean, they are a rugby side. Let's get that right. They are Stoke <laughs> RFC. <laughs> I mean, they scored something like two or three goals from the set pieces, and then the last goal going in was just comical with the own goal. You know, I mean, that. I think that. But I mean, when you're hot, you're hot, and when you're not, you're not. And unfortunately for Forest, they just they haven't been. Ah, oh, but I, I just could not believe it. And you know, full time, you know, four one for the Swans, and we actually finished with a, a positive one goal difference. So we overturned a six goal swing at the end of the game. So it was an incredible night, and I was just buzzing about. It. I just couldn't do anything. I couldn't go to work. I was just paralyzed by emotion. Euphoria, yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I think. It, 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 but it was it was really crazy because it's like you look at you look at the way that the season finished up and you yeah. think to yourself like it's just crazy. I mean, even I'm sure we'll get onto it in a bit. But the you know West Brom have done everything in their power to try and not get in the um, mm. in the top two. And um, the game against QPR is like at one stage I thought QPR were going to win it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. QPR were playing some really good football. I mean West Brom couldn't slot the chances and then. Brentford bottling it against Barnsley. I mean, that is just, yeah. you can't write that script, can you? I mean, Barnsley, you think are, are dead and gone for, for all money, um, pulling a, a win out of the bag there. And it's just, uh, I mean, I guess this is why I think the championship is such a watchable uh, division. I wouldn't say it's the best quality football in the world, but no. it's just exciting. It's, it's exciting. Do you know what I mean? It is, it's genuinely exciting watching it. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, um, Let's look at Forest. So they have bottled it, haven't they? Like, no offense to any Forest oh, fans awful, out there, but awful, you, you, awful, your boys awful. bottled it. <laughs> I mean, your last when you look at your last five games, a loss, two draws, and two losses. I mean, they needed a draw. A draw out of that would have seen them into the into the uh, into the six. Arguably, you could say if their form was a little bit better, they could have been pushing more for for sort of you know to to maybe look at even second. But I mean. It's one of those where it's like, I don't think that people are really talking about how much the lockdown has impacted some sides. Mm. Um, I think that it's, it's been a bit of a mixed bag since the football's resumed. Um, and I think, obviously, the problem with the championship is just the volume of games they're playing. But if you look at the for, um, like Forest's form, so this is the stat for you, mate. Forest have been in the playoffs all but two weeks this season, back in December. Yeah. That's crazy, right? 
Yeah, no, no, and it's a shame because I mean, obviously, they're one of the bigger, big, you know, in terms of history, they're a big club over in in in, in England, um, and and you know, Forest, it would be be nice to see them obviously see push on again, but um, I just don't think they, 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 they for whatever reason they seem to just be hovering around, don't they? They yeah. they can't seem to make a concerted push to try and try and get back up into the into the Premier League, which is which is a shame, really. But um, I mean, that's football, isn't it? Yeah, well, a team that. Has a lot of history. We all know how much history they've got. And they've actually finally uh, managed to pull it off <laughs> at last. 16 years waiting. Leeds United. Wow. I, I don't know. Why, why was this the Sky game? This should not have been oh, the Sky I'm, game. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I mean, if there was fans in the ground, I would have understood it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because obviously it would have been a party atmosphere at Ellen Rhodes. But um, no, I think you're right. The, the Sky game probably should have been the Brentford or the West Brom one because those were the ones which which were riding on they needed the result but either way to, to, to go up I think with Leeds to be fair though five what, that was their fifth win on the bounce so from an entertainment factor you know they're, they're on a good run so that's probably probably why but yeah. um, no agreed with you mate um, I, but I think to be fair Leeds have almost recaptured the public imagination again um, last season obviously um under under Belessa, um, uh, because you know before that they were a bit of a footnote. No one was really talking about Leeds all that much, but I think they have recaptured the public imagination again. So they have got that sort of broader followership across the country in a way which probably most of the other Championship clubs ha- haven't got. I don't know yeah. if that's fair or not fair. Yeah, I agree, mate. I've um, <laughs> I think everyone's watched parts of the documentary that's come out. Take us home. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm starting. I've watched the first two episodes in the third one. It's pretty good, um, mate. I think it is good. I mean, what people don't realise is that arguably Leeds are pushing into the top five biggest clubs in England in terms of support because mm. it's a one club. It's a one. It's a it's a one club city. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I because so. it's a one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's massive. So if if you think about it, so. Um, I think Leeds it Leeds comes in number seven in terms of the um the, the biggest cities in, in um in the UK. Yeah. Um and it's a one club city, same as Newcastle. So it's like both Leeds and Newcastle, just massive support, fanatical support. You know, it's um mm. you know, it's a part of the world, you know, such you know, parts of the world like Leeds and Newcastle, you know, they've got massive working class following and it's just that that fanatical support. So um yeah, huge club, massive club. Yeah, mate. But in terms of the documentary, it's um, it's a good watch. I think it's it's really well produced. I think it's a lot better than the Sunderland one on Netflix. I have to say. I, I, I think no disrespect is that I think Leeds because of the journey. Like Sunderland were going the wrong way, you see, when they went. <laughs> so Sunderland were going down, whereas Leeds are obviously uh, they're 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 on the up, you see. Where uh, and again, it's like no no disrespect to. Uh, no, no disrespect to Sunderland, but I think Leeds are on the right way. And it is, it's like, I mean, yes, Sunderland has got, you know, a massive support as well, mm. but they haven't had the 
the the the the the fall from grace which Leeds have had. I mean, when I'm when I was growing up, I'm not being funny in the nineties, two thousands. Like they were finishing, they were pushing. I mean, like two thousand and one semi final Champions League. You know, I remember watching the great, yeah. the good Leeds teams in the nineties, two thousands. You know, Tony Yaboya, Mark Vaduka, Harry Kuehl. Um, you know, you had the young Jonathan Woodgate. Yeah. Um, great, yeah, 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 yeah. You had, um, you had Nigel. Well, Rio is not there for that long, to be fair. He was there for like mm. a season or two. Nigel Martin, who was a brilliant goalkeeper um, in, in, in the sticks for them now. Um, you had uh, you know, fucking, uh, like Danny Mills, not a massive fan of him, but he was there as well at the time. <laughs> but, so, but you see you see what I'm saying, though? It's like yeah. they, they literally dropped, dropped out of nowhere because of all the financial difficulties. Yeah, oh, I was... Yeah, so they're finally up. Um, I really recommend finishing that documentary, mate. Like episode three for sure is my favorite. Oh, I'm on one. there at the moment. Yeah, with Daniel, <laughs> young young Daniel James. The uh, oh, up, so the lights are on, but no one's home. Ah, <laughs> oh, mate, it's brilliant because like there was from, like from our perspective, you know, at least we get a mention in the documentary, which is brilliant. But then uh, the way that we handle that transfer was quite... <laughs> in, term, in terms of the players' welfare, it's probably... It's quite appalling, actually, to be fair, how we treated them. But... Um, but fug life. <laughs> <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Um, like, to go into it, so what happened was Daniel James was about to sign... He was actually past his medical. He was sent to Leeds to do a medical. He was there. He signed all the documents, apart from one, uh, which was the transfer. And then... Um, Turns out Swansea pulled the plug, but it wasn't a, let's just say it wasn't a, a decision that the whole club supported. So you've got the, the Yanks abroad who have the final say, but then you've got the chairman who's based in Wales. <laughs> let's just say the chairman of Wales <laughs> didn't talk to the Yanks and I think he put his phone off for two days, I think. So he, uh, <laughs> poor Dan James, when the deadline passed, he was, he was still a Swansea City player stuck in Leeds. <laughs> Unfortunate that isn't it when you think, but you know it is what it is. Really, it worked I mean, out well for on. both of us. I thought well, he's, he's gone on. You're not. He's gone on the exactly. United. You got a good. You got a good fee yeah. for him. It's like it's move on, really, isn't it? But um, one th- interesting thing from that documentary, his um, Daniel James's father, who has passed away, um, he did say, uh, "We'll see you in the summer," and which was true because United did play Leeds in Perth, the preseason friendly. So. I was at that game as well. I was yeah, there. I, yeah, I was there. I got got tickets through. I got tickets through work. I was at that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. Okay, back back to the championship. Um, Brentford. Let's talk about Brentford. What's happened the then, mate? What has happened? Well, I mean, them? I mean, it's unfortunate, really. But I mean, I feel like Brentford went on a good run. So I think people aren't talking about that. And I think people aren't talking about the fact that at the start of the season, no one was really no. even back in even back in Brentford. So I think they probably pushed as hard as they could. And I mean, you know, to give a little bit of background, so my uncle, um, you know, I'm north, in a northwest London boy. Uh, my uncle moved out of West London about 15 years ago. He literally lives like a 20 odd minute walk from the ground. So I've been been down Griffin Park a few times. Um, and um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a crazy story because I think what a lot of people which don't, no English football, in particular football in London, is that Brentford are the fourth biggest club in West London because they're, yeah. they're a West London club. You've got um, Chelsea's obviously number one. You've then got, you know, Fulham and, and, and QPR. And then obviously Brentford, who's historically coming at, at fourth. And um, for them to push on like they have, I think has been been absolutely incredible. Um, and yeah, I mean, all, all credits to them. They've played some, some really exciting football. Um, you know, they've scored the most goals in the division, which is, yeah. I think, again, 
credit to them. Um, and it's just, it's not falling in their way. They haven't had the rubber to green. I mean, you think about it and logically they should be going up and West Brom should be uh, yep. going through the playoffs. Well, Brentford had two bites of the cherry. They, they could have won either game uh, and go up, right? So they, they've lost both games, haven't they? The last two games. Yeah, I think what a bad time to lose. Yeah, but then you think to yourself, are they ready to go up? That's the only problem. Mm. That's the only that's the only challenge, isn't it? When you can't execute in those last two games, you think, have they got the mentality? Whereas, um, yeah, I think Leeds have definitely demonstrated after last year's heartbreak that, yeah, they're ready to go up. Whereas I think if Brentford are going to go up, they're really going to have to gear themselves up for it to mm. go through the, the playoffs. But if I'm honest with you, I think they're the ones who I would probably back to go up through the playoffs. Really? Oh, we'll, get in, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Before we get into that, um, we have to talk about the teams at the bottom of the table because it was quite, it was very interesting as well. So you've got Barnsley who've won back-to-back games. They beat Forest midweek. I know. I know. I then, they go on to beat Brentford away. Like, that's crazy. That, that was, that, that's what you call the... <laughs> that's unbelievable, isn't it? it it's, it's the... It's the... <laughs> the great escape. The great it was the great. <laughs> it was absolutely the great escape, wasn't it, for Barn for for Barnsley? Barnsley. Barnsley. But, but bear in mind, uh, mate, they um they still might get relegated because uh, we're waiting for the the whole legal proceedings uh, in uh, terms of uh, Wigan's um, appeal to being relegated because um, the whole points deduction. So Wigan, yeah, were put into administration and um, EFL. I don't know how I, I don't this works, mate. Yeah, I don't think that was fair the Wigan yeah. administration because that was a coronavirus caused administration, if that makes sense. Okay. Because what effectively happened is because there was no fans in the grounds, they were losing out on all the revenue there. Do you see yeah. what I mean? So because coronavirus hit, like obviously, you know, they're not selling as much stuff in the ground. on. Match but how, how much truth is that, mate? Because it's like, you look at Wigan, they're not a big club anyway. They're playing in a massive rugby league stadium. You know, yeah. it's just like, do they have? They didn't really have much fans in the Premier League anyway, mate. Like they will take no, like, no, four hundred fans away per game. Yeah, I mean they were they were the sort of ground where it was like, I mean, there's not many of them anymore in the Premier League. But it was like back in the day, you used to go like Blackburn, Bolton, Wigan, yeah. and you just used to get like I think Wigan, you'd get like five thousand allocation away. Yeah. Blackburn <laughs> getting massive six thousand, Bolton, you know, six thousand, five thousand. So they just, yeah, I mean, like they wouldn't have got more than 20,000 ever when they're nah. in the Premier League. So, I mean, they're just a small, I mean, the problem is they're just a, effectively, you look at the history of it, it's just a small Lancashire Mill team um, club. And they are all around there, like, you know, you've got Wigan, you've got Bolton, Blackburn, Burnley, mm-hmm. um, got Preston North End, Rochdale, Accrington, Stanley. They're all just small towns, isn't it, with their football teams? Yeah. But I think the problem with Wigan, mate, was that they were bankrolled by um, by Whelan, right? Um, yeah, correct. And then eventually, when he passed away, like it's, it's the same story with like Blackburn, I suppose. Like when you've got um, the, yeah, bis- business Wilson. owners who are uh, fans of that clubs, and then eventually when they pass away, or you know they sell the club away, then that that's the end of them, you know, because you're bringing in foreign ownership that just don't care about. You know them. Type well, of you run it like a business. You run it like mm. a business, don't you? It's um, it's budget to you know budget to actuals. Do you know what I mean? You, you, yeah. you know, black versus white. I mean, you're not going to pump your own money, in, are you? And I think, <laughs> but yeah, it's sad, obviously, with Wigan. But it looks like they're going down, isn't it? Yeah. Bear, bear, and whole city as well. I mean, that's crazy when you think that you look who else is going down. Whole city, which you know, 
Yeah. You know, they were only in the Premier League six years uh, six years ago. Well, yeah, less than that, mate. I think they were in a few years ago, weren't they? I think they went down 2014, unless they came back up uh, after. Yeah, that. they came back with uh, Marco Silva was in charge of them. Oh, of course. Relegated again. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Of course, yeah, yeah sorry, you're right. But were they, were they not only back for one season, though? They were only back for one season. They had um, yeah. McGuire, they had um, Robertson. Robertson. So it was a yeah. huge fire sale then. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I remember, yeah, I forgot about that. But that, yeah, yeah that, yes, yeah. That was 17, 18, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Then you've got um, uh, Charlton have gone down after one season yeah, in the championship. Yeah, yeah, the addicts. I mean, they've, they've not had a good time, though, with the owners and all them sort of things. Um, so. I feel sorry for them because it's like another club not not got good ownership. Yeah. Struggling now. So yeah, heartbreak for their fans, isn't it? South East <laughs> London. Oh mate. Let's uh let's go into predictions. So the first playoff final uh, sorry, semi final. It's uh Swansea versus Brentford at home uh this Sunday. Or Monday for me, Monday morning. Yeah, Sunday six thirty. Yeah, so it's yeah. Bad, Where do you see this going? I think this will be something like two one Brentford. Hmm, interesting. I think I think Brentford's. I think Brentford are on the ropes here, so I think they've got to come out firing. So I think I think Swansea will actually put in quite a good performance based on sort of the last. Based on the last few games, I mean, Swansea's not in awful form. I mean, two wins on the bounce, a draw, a loss and a win. It's Again, it's not awful form. Brentford's problem is they've got to try and correct, uh, you know, if they two losses on the bounce. But I'm expecting them to come out firing personally. Mm. I think the problem is, you know, Brentford has scored goals as well. Yeah. So if Swansea are going to win it, it means they're going to have to outgun them, if that makes sense. You're not going to keep them to a clean sheet, are you? Well, yeah, we just got to defend better than we have been, mate. And that's the thing. Like, And there's probably no fans as well. I mean, this is the thing which I think really impacts yeah. some of the clubs. I mean, if you can imagine it, if it was normal times, you would have had a Pax Liberty Stadium. It probably would have been quite a raucous atmosphere. Uh, whereas with no fans in the ground, I think how much of an advantage do you actually have playing at home? I, I agree with that, mate. I was going to say that. Like, I think... This benefits us playing first because normally when you've got fans, you want to play the second leg at home, right? Yeah. But for us, we've been awful at home, even in the lockdown. So, like, I, I, I just want us to get through the first game and then go to the second leg with any hope of winning. That's, that's our... If we go... It's quite funny me saying this, but if we can go to Brentford with a draw, I'll be happy, you know? Yeah. Um, I just can't see us winning the first leg. Yeah, like, no, fair enough. Based on what I've seen at home post lockdown and before lockdown, it's just, we've just not been good enough at home. And I'm not sure what it is. I think it might, <laughs> like, even without no fans in the ground, we still look like we're under pressure at home. Away yeah. from home, my record's been great this season. Um, yeah, I don't know what, what to put it down. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you watched the Leeds game the other day. And, yeah. Oh, mate, we just, we just crumbled. And then the, the week before, we lost to Luton at home. We've not won away from home since, like, December, oh, no, I think it the was. Lo- so. The Luton one was a bit of a surprise, really, oh, wasn't it? So. Mate, it just crumbled. So, like, it's, 
we have to sort the home form out. Oh, we did beat we beat Bristol in the last game. We did we did beat them, but it's just one of them things like we just don't look comfortable at home for some reason. So I, I yeah, think yeah. a draw would be a great result for us. Like let's be honest, like Brentford should beat us in both legs. They should, but because I think psychologically the how they've bottled it the last two games, like that could just do them. Because like you never see teams like historically in the in the playoffs. The team that finishes third really goes on to win the, the playoffs. You know, it's always the teams in sixth and fifth that who have gone on the run and in form. Yeah, the problem, they're the, the ones is, that do it. It's, it's a mental thing because I yeah. remember watching um, Leeds Derby last year. Um, I watched yeah. both both games on the telly. Um, so here in England, and um, you know, I think Leeds were just shot mentally because they'd missed out on the automatic uh, promotion, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm saying. I think Brentford have got a huge task on their hands because it's like obviously they've um, they've lost two games on the bounce. They've got to gear themselves up for an absolute fight because they know Swansea are going to be hungry. They're going to be at them. Swansea are coming off a four-one win. I think it's I think it's all to play for, but I think you've got to say with the Brentford's performances this season, you've mm-hmm. got to back them to come out strong. But I think you're right. I mean, I look at Leeds last season against Derby. They were all right in the first leg, but they just couldn't do it over two legs. So I think Swansea's got a puncher's chance. Do you know what I mean? Swansea's yeah. got a puncher's chance. But I think, to be fair, Swansea's got to play 180 minutes of really good football. I don't think they can afford to be a... Uh, to be yeah, the I agree. So, I mean, I think that... I think that I, I, I know it sounds really silly. I think Brentford come out firing in the first game, but I think the second game's your opportunity to maybe get back at them, uh, yeah. especially at home. I think that's when nerves come in. Do you know what I mean? Because you ain't got nothing to lose. You've got nothing nah. to lose at all. You weren't even meant to be here in the first place. So, <laughs> exactly, I mean, mate. It's a, it's an interesting one. I mean, look, I, the way I see it playing out is something like, um, I think Swansea City-Brentford first game, I'll, I'll, I'll tip in Brentford 2-1, yeah. but um, I don't think, I don't know, the away leg could, could go anyway. Yeah, as you say, mate, we've got nothing to lose. And I think that is a quite a dangerous prospect there in the playoffs when you've got a team of... You've got some experienced heads in there as mm. well. I mean, you've got some players, who, you know, like your Outledges, your Dyers, who, you know, you've been there, done that, done, done that before. So, I mean, you've got a bit yeah. of experience there. Um, I just think you've that, that Brewster, though, I think it's a good game. Do you know what I mean? Watch out for that. You don't know. You, that's an unknown quantity, unknown factor. So, I mean, I wouldn't write yourself off yet, I think. No, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I feel yeah. good about it. Like, I just... Like I'm enjoying the the buzz from the last game, and I hope it just continues now. And you know, I think oh, I don't know. I've got a, I've got a, a slight feeling that we'll do it. We'll get to the final, but I'm I'm not too confident we'll win the final. Uh, yeah, the prize of getting to the final is just as good as winning the Premier League. Oh, sorry, getting to the Premier League because uh, there's a potential clash <laughs> of the South Wales derby at Wembley. Yeah. Or a West London derby, either way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cardiff, Fulham, how do you see this going? I, I, look, I've watched Fulham a bit this season. I've got some really good pals who are Fulham season ticket holders. Um, good Fulham fan, uh, and, and love, love Fulham. I think Fulham's... They go under the radar a bit, Fulham. I think they go under the radar for, for a few different reasons. I'm not going to go into them, um, obviously, for the purposes of time. But... Mm-hmm. Um, I would quietly think Fulham will do a number on Cardiff. I w- I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't so. think. I think no. I think look, you look at Fulham; they've been solid. You know, last five games, three wins, two draws. Yeah. They ain't dropped no points. I mean, they are. I think Fulham are your solid accumulators. Uh, I can't see. I can't see them. Uh, I, I, you know what you're going to get with Fulham. I think Cardiff would have to pull out, pull off the stops to beat Fulham. Mm. 
I think um, Cardiff have beaten Fulham once in the last nine games, I think. So they've not got a good yeah. rec- record against them. I think when you look at Fulham, they should have been top two. Like When you look at their squad on paper and who they've got, they should have been challenging for top two, but they've not. Um, I, I think Fulham, they've probably, out of the four teams, they've probably got more to lose, I think, because the amount of money they've got or they've spent on their squad. And if you look at, they've got Mitrovic still there, you know? How much is he on per week? Oh, I, so, think, I, think, I think Fulham's problem is they're a bit of a lazy side. Um, and you know, take that with a punch of salt. Do you know what I mean? They're good. They just they haven't really. I just feel like they've been in fourth gear throughout this championship season. For third, fourth gear. Yeah. I feel like they've not really. I mean, you know, challenge me on that if you don't think yeah, that's no, fair. But no. I don't think there's ever been like. I think they've been good throughout the season. But you know, you look, you look at the players they've got. You know, Harry Arter. That's right. Um, you know, Tom Kearney, who's the captain. Um, you've got. Um, Mitrovic. You've got uh, Mitrovic. Um, Stefan Johansson, um, you know Harrison Reeves on loan from Southampton. Like you've got you've got some decent players in there, but I just don't feel like they've really hit. Um, I don't feel they've really hit fifth gear this season. Mm. No, I agree with that. I just think the players they've got they showed them a lot better, um, and it just I think. They've probably got a lot more to lose than what Cardiff have got to lose. Like, I think Cardiff... Oh, cool. I hate to say this, mate, but they've done really well under Neil Harris. Like, he's... If you look at the start of the season, they were mediocre with Warnock. And then... Yeah. You know, it's... They, <laughs> were, me, they, were, they were mediocre with him. And then Harris comes in. Not a popular, you know, appointment. Um, but he's, he's turned them around and, like... You look at it, you have to admit, like, they're probably the, like, the informed team right now in the playoffs so they'd be the ones to watch I think but if anyone can stop them it would be Fulham because Fulham yeah. Fulham for some reason have been Cardiff's bogey side over the last 10 years so it's yeah. for me I, I'd rather be in our half of the of the, of the, the knockout tree than what Cardiff ring because they've got to have to overcome Fulham in two games so you know it's possibly yeah, it's, oh, the bookies if you look at it mate it's possibly an East London derby at Wembley West London Derby. West London Sorry, Derby. West London Derby. No, no, no. You're Wembley. right. You're right. There's not, yeah, yeah. Probably. Um, probably. I, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think I would back that in if I was a bookie. I think, I think, yeah, that's exactly it. I think the odds on would be a West London Derby. I, I think there's the potential that either of the West London teams don't make it through by a miracle, but um, the, the yeah. odds of there being a, a, Wales, a Welsh Derby in the final, a Wales final, a, a playoff, I, I, don't, I don't see that. But um, you never, you never know. You never know, man. I don't, I don't want to like jump the gun here because, like, you, it might not happen. I, but... I tell you what, I tell you what, it's a good thing there's no fans. If yeah, I know. Imagine there was fans. Oh. It, honestly, it just wouldn't because the whole thing of the bubble trip right now, the Swans in cars, a bubble trip, right? How would you manage that going to Wembley? Because they will obviously use the M4 to get to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Thing is, though, like it, it's still going to kick off regardless. You know it. Oh, of course, yeah. It's around, still around, kick um, off. I'm sure you'll find that you know, round round the different Welsh towns, there'll be a few <laughs> punch ups of some sorts. <laughs> oh, that. The, like the, See this, you. Yeah. Because <laughs> like we had this possible, like this prospect was going to happen. Well, yeah, it could have happened back in 2011 when we got promoted to the Premier League because. 
Cardiff were in the playoffs against uh, Redden. They obviously lost. And then we played uh, Forest, which is quite interesting how this week planned out. But um, yeah, I don't know, mate. It's For me, I'd love to just to play for them. Like, I don't think... I don't think I could stomach a playoff final against them a lot. I just, because oh, yeah, the prize is obviously you want to get to the Premier League, but for me, just losing to them at Wembley, just, ah, oh, it's like, that would just be heartbreaking, mate. I, I, I honestly, if, if I'm told tomorrow that we lose to Brentford and then they end up beating Cardiff in the final, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that see, tomorrow. Yeah. See you, Jack Bastard. I would have <laughs> punched your head. It's just so bad. Oh, dear. I need, oh, well, mate. I, I, I don't know, mate. I, I don't know how you would um, compare it to Arsenal. I think it might be losing the Spurs at a Champions League final. That's how big it would be. Yeah, in the FA That's Cup, whatever it is. No, That's how big I get it, mate. No, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I think it's football you do. But you just got to think about one game at a time and not exactly. worry about that. Exactly. It's yeah. got a big home, home tire coming up. So, I mean, that's it, really. Yeah, it's good, mate. And a great time for me. I'm able to watch the game at a decent hour. Um, so it's it's not too bad. Yeah, that would be quite good, wouldn't it? Because uh, the Sunday game, or the the Wednesday game, is probably better for you than the Sunday game, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I'll be up anyway, mate. I'll be there because it's 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 eleven hours. <laughs> well, no, it's so, so it's eleven hours difference. So yeah. it's uh so Sunday is it's like five thirty for me. Whereas the one on Wednesday is almost ideal because then that's six forty-five for me, yeah. And then you can go to work afterwards or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, win or uh, lose, mate, on the booze. So. <laughs> win or lose, we're on the booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. Oh, like that. mate, that's brilliant. I, I, yeah, it's um. It's been a great. Do you know what? It's always nice days. as a football. It's always great as a football fan when it come. It, it doesn't matter if you win it or not. Whereas come the season, you've got end of season, you've got something to play for. If you know mm. what I mean. It's just a not. I mean, there's nothing worse than when you end the season. It's just like you know, you're outside. However, it's the you know the. So if you look at it from a you know a championship perspective, whether mm. you're outside the playoffs or you know, um, you you know, it's just it's, it kind of you feel like it's an anti climax. If you know what I mean. Oh, for sure, mate. For sure. Um, I, I didn't think I'd be in this position now where the Swans will be playing two games, potentially three games more. So, it's um, yeah, it's good, mate. It's good. It's, it's frustrating when I listen to you guys and like you've got stuff to play for. I'm like, fuck, what am I doing, you know? <laughs> Who knows? We could be playing yeah. next season. <laughs> I mean, you never know. You never know. I mean, I, I, I can't see that personally. But, uh, nah, nah. It's a funny old one. You never know in life. I mean, Actually, I can't say that. I mean, you know, Swansea, if they were to come up, that's, uh, I mean, geez, that's like, in life, nothing's impossible, isn't it? I mean, to come from outside of the playoff positions to punch mm. your way in and then to come up. But, I mean, it's two, it's three games of football, really, isn't it? And you have a great three yeah. games, you're up. And, I mean, that's why, the, that's the magic of the playoffs, isn't it? And who's got the experience, mate, of knockout football? It's uh, Steve Cooper. You know, he's won a World Cup with England. So, you know, so. Yeah. I'm counting my chickens, mate. We're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you have to back yourself. I have backed Steve Cooper all season. You know what? I'm going to support you him. I think, I, I think you do, mate. Like, especially in a cup competition, because mm. it's like when it hits a cup, like a you know playoff, like this is form goes out the window. It's about whoever's yeah. up for it at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you can, if your players can say to themselves, you know what? It doesn't matter about the season. It doesn't matter about when we played these guys previously. Exactly. We need to motivate ourselves for this. Really gear ourselves up. Gaffer's got to go around and really give the boys a good old bollocking, rile them up. Who knows? Well, one thing I'll say, mate, is 
Cooper, for all his faults, he's finally found the formation that works for us. It's taken him 40 games, but we got there. <laughs> we finally found the formation that works. The start of 11, that, is, you know, that works well for us as well. And I've got every confidence we'll do it. We have to do yeah. it, mate. We've got no money. We've got, got, the, got rid of the Yanks somehow. We have to get rid of them somehow. The only way we can get rid of them is to go up and then hopefully sell us off to another bunch of crooks. All right? That's the only yeah, way yeah, I know, yeah. we can get out of this marriage, okay? We've had enough of it. It's time to go. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's difficult, isn't it? I feel, like, I feel like English football's just been let down by the FA, the EFL, yeah. with the foreign... They don't care, do they? The foreign owners. Like, it's just disastrous, isn't it? It's like it's an embarrassment. Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, um, not sure how much left I've got on this Zoom. Oh, wait. I've still got the, the pro account for another three weeks. <laughs> oh, mate. What a stitch up. <laughs> it's, about, it's about time you, you spent some of that bloody YouTube and, and Spotify money. It's not coming my way, mate. No, Jack, Jack's got a new bloody 60-odd inch TV. I've got bloody nothing. I've got this little <laughs> potato <laughs> and, like a screen. <laughs> <laughs> and a crack and a cracked monitor <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh mate oh anyway um we should be i think we'll be doing another pod anyway for the build-up for the the fa cup coming up next um, week yeah yeah what's I'm your build-up going to be like for next week's final it's big actually so i'm going yeah. down to london i'm going home to watch it i'm going over highbury so going to the world famous gunners pub um so it's on the blackstock road um just around the corner from the old ivory stadium so i've got a got a table booked in there with some pals to watch the final so it's uh gonna be tasty mate really looking forward to it awesome mate well we'll have you on again before then and uh, i'm sure we'll we'll rally some chelsea fans up for you (laughs) well i think i think it'll be interesting because next time we speak obviously we'll know about the results of the uh with the with the championship and who's who's going into the playoff final because i mean obviously that's all wrapped up by thursday um, or friday friday your time but um it's um it it is to be fair as a neutral i love watching this time of the season in the championship yeah it's, it's gonna be great mate um hopefully i'll be smiling again next weekend but we'll see well you know <laughs> life's funny it's got twists and turns you never know what's around the bend you might be pleasantly surprised Ed. you might find that there's a nice little surprise waiting in store for you so um i mean yeah you just gotta i think that's the bit best bit about it just mm. wait and see yeah we'll wait and see all right mate thanks for coming on and no, uh it's all right pleasure for the listeners, thank you for listening to another episode of the Exeter Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. We shall see you next weekend. Hopefully the Swans are in the playoff final. We'll see. If not, I won't be on the pod. It'll be jank. All right? Take care. Kaki Dano. Don't stop me. <laughs>